0: More no. now. What up, guys? I'm Steve, and uh, flying solo today, but uh, we do have a special guest who I think you're really going to enjoy. We're doing something a little different. You know, usually we have these celeb guests, a so musician, singer, songwriter, actress, athlete, whatever it happens to be. But today, um, we have somebody who's actually part of our crew here at Utah. And there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes um, that you're probably not aware of. And uh, we wanted to introduce you to one of the people that's part of this whole thing. We call it the crew. Um, and we have a pretty good-sized crew, actually, when you come down to it. We always find it interesting to be able to chat with them and uh, give you guys a chance to uh, find out about them, what they do, uh, what it means to be actually an intern with you, But our guest is Jedediah Ching. Welcome to Utah Live.
1: Thank you, really glad to be here.
0: (laughs) It's great to have you. All right, now, before we go too much further, where are you located? Because you're not here in Southern California where we are, so where does that put you?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm in Washington State right now. I was born and raised there, and I'm there right now doing school online.
0: Ah, okay, of course, the online school. What school do you go to currently?
1: So I'm a junior at Biola University, and that's located yeah in La Mirada in Southern California. Okay,
0: so that's quite a stretch from Washington down to Southern California. But of course, doing classes online, doing virtual school, makes that
1: possible.
0: Um, but what is
1: your major? So I'm a film major. Um, it's called Cinema and Media Arts, and specifically, I am interested in editing, so post-production.
0: Oh, okay, good stuff. Um, what is the greatest challenge that you face right
1: now doing online courses? Ooh, greatest challenge online courses. Yeah, I think uh, honestly, I think um, I I think they're both good and bad. There have been good and bad but I think the most challenging thing is actually not being able to have as. I guess communication isn't as simple anymore. Like you have to be very intentional about like if you want to meet up with people or even for projects. Like, one of the things you have to do is you have to make certain that you set up the Zoom times. You have to make certain that you're coordinating and everything. I think that's probably the most difficult part of, um, like, even doing school online. It's um, There are conveniences, obviously, like, you can just log on, like, you don't have as much travel time. But I think it's also just been really difficult as well, like, making certain um, for any other meetups, like, uh, that are just for anything like group projects. Those those have been really interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, that would be a challenge because you can't have the meetup, you can't sit down. And there's a certain dynamic, I think, that happens. Um, And you being one of four interns this semester, which is a first for us, but it's very cool. But um, having, like we had a Zoom call. Unfortunately, one of our interns couldn't make it, but I felt like there was a better sense of community just looking at each other and being able to discuss things and talk about projects where we want to go, where we see help, how we see helping mm-hmm. each other, which is real cool. Because I know you're working with another intern from a different department at Biola on at least one particular project. So, yeah, I, that um, and it seems like it complicates things. You know, I'm going to be doing mm-hmm. actually doing a um, a Zoom call, if you will have it, to a bunch of drummers at a middle school here in Southern California next week. But looking at the complication of setting everything up all those kinds of things. And I know I've talked to friends that are teachers, and they say it's way more complicated for both you as a student and them as a teacher, because you do have to prepare, but it seems like there's more complicated, uh, a more complicated time of preparing. Let, let's let start with something that I like to ask everybody, really everybody I meet, what are you passionate
1: about? Mm, yeah, I think um, the simple, I guess maybe it's not as simple of answer, but I'm passionate about people. I really love being able to, I think, both interact, even from when I think I was young, even when I, like, was taking photos and photography. I loved photography as a kid. Oh, cool. Um, I, I loved to capture the interaction between people. I loved it being able to, uh, like, um, see both people in their environment as well as uh, people interacting with each other. And I really love being able to, um, I mean, help people make their dreams come true, which mm-hmm. is kind of why I like doing editing, because editing, I think, I'm not in the front seat. I'm not the one directing the film and not, but I'm one of those in the the back who's like making the final cut, the final look, and hopefully people, and the director will be really satisfied at the end. Like I want want to make people happy.
0: Is it safe to say that you're really pulling all the pieces together as an editor so that the story flows? Is that a safe thing to say? I mean, I'm not an editor. I I appreciate good editing. I know it when I see it but I'm on the other end of creating a project, being on the camera, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's interesting Now that you said you um, mentioned something about liking to take pictures of people together, the, kind of the community thing again. And does that tell a certain story to you when you see people together? And you look for certain things, uh, certain setups, certain situations to take a picture of people that are
1: together. Yeah, I think, um, I have uh, never done as much like uh, i guess professional like like set setup up and things i 've often taken a lot more candid photography, but I think uh, it's especially i think that actually captures a bit of what you were kind of asking. I love the candid photography because there those are those genuine moments of joy, sometimes there is sadness, sometimes that you can really see the emotion between people mm. and you're able to like um, see how how they interact how they're enjoying themselves or um, even uh, I mean I just going back and looking at those photos you kind of remember the moments and you're able to like um I guess just to capture them in the, in that moment and you just kind of are able to remember revisit and that connection that uh, you get between so, both on the screen and with well, and emotions is. can go
0: any from one end of the spectrum to the other. I mean, it could be happy emotions, joyful people having a great time hanging together, or it could be something more serious um people hurting mm-hmm. struggling you know with life, so that's it's interesting, so do you prefer the editing over the still photography
1: then, or are they both kind of equal in your life? mm. Mm-hmm. I think for times with like a f- friends and a family, I love to uh, capture photos, and I love to with um, to capture those moments, and if possible, I take video. I think I do love the editing part as uh, well, just because putting them together and allowing other people to see, uh, allow other people to experience it as well. I think that's there. Uh, I think so. Maybe they're about equal, although definitely I've been doing more editing recently, uh, more than photography, especially like since I'm mostly at home.
0: No, with both of them, it's, it's so cool to have that kind of talent t- to be able to tell somebody's story you know, and communicate that and, and it works with still it works I mean and, and it's kind of funny because I, I tend to like mm-hmm. movies, film, videos, whatever because it moves and yet a, a buddy of mine's wife recently texted me a whole bunch of pictures from uh, a few years ago when he and I were in a band together. And I thought, this is just Mm. so cool, because it brings back all these memories, but you can tell a story, too, with video. So what kinds of projects um, have you done in the past um, that you're most proud of? Do you have any particular editing you've done, or any particular... We'll talk editing, I guess, more, because that seems to be kind of at the top of your list for passions.
1: Yeah. Um, I think um, maybe I'll mention, like, uh, two of them. One one of them was really... I did a doc- a short documentary about uh, actually a uh, dance club at my m i a university mm. and uh, really just talking and just asking uh, like the people questions about like why do they enjoy dance what and especially like why i guess why they're passionate about it and what what moves and what have they learned and uh, really what is it about dance that is um, I guess really, really built in, like, I was really, um, I myself, I think I grew a lot just uh, listening to their stories and going, like, how are they um, able to express themselves better? How are they able to f- focus better? How are they able to build community through dance? And it's like, wow, like, I love listening to those stories. And I made it into a short documentary for it was for a class. But at the same time, it was something that I felt I was very passionate about and would love to, like, learn more. I would love to do something more um, in this area, like of learning about dance, actually, well, I've got a, that's one of the projects. One because I
0: actually saw that documentary. You said it to me uh, when we were talking about you joining the crew, and I was very impressed with the story. You know, it in a sense, it's simple. There's not special effects. You know, and nothing wrong with special effects. We all, I mean, every one of us loves special effects because it pulls you in. There wasn't a lot. You know, there's a big music background because so many times, I think if you take the music out of a film or a TV show something's lacking because it's like that, that music, mm-hmm. and your emotions. And yet you were able to capture emotions with those dancers. Um, and it, it gave me a new appreciation. I mean, take it by faith, I used to tap dance when I was real small. I was on my aunt's t- local TV show. It wasn't anything big, you know, and I'm not sure I could do the tap dancing now. But their, their expressive dance, I thought, you captured so well. And it gave me a new appreciation. And I think other people ought to check that out. Um, check out Dance because um, if, you, mm-hmm. if you don't do it, if you're not interested in doing it, it's something you can still appreciate as you watch this. You watch the grace. You watch the movements. You watch the emotion behind it because there really is an emotion. Okay, you mentioned yes. a second project then. What, a, what was another one that you're, you've done that you're super proud of?
1: Oh, yeah, this one was actually last semester of college. I think um, it was one of the most difficult projects we've had to work on, which was it was completely online. Like because we we're all like quarantine virtual, mm-hmm. um, we made actually a small project for we have a class called Biola Film. And uh, basically the whole thing is during that semester is that we're just making making a short film. And usually every semester we have like uh, we make like one film this semester, two films. Mm. Um, which uh, is going like, wow, we're increasing the difficulty level now that we're in quarantine, which is uh, seems counterintuitive. And we had a smaller crew, too, but it um, like um, I was mostly helming and editing for one of the projects mm-hmm. uh, while there's another editor working on the other one. But that one um, for the one I did, we did it entirely virtual, like the casting was entirely like online. We'd recorded every all the actors separately and uh, like I, I was in charge of putting it all together and we were doing like a kind of family zoom call mm-hmm. story of family on a zoom call. And there's a tension between like the family members and kind of like the family trying to, one of the, the people who especially felt like I guess unheard trying her best to make certain that her emotions mm-hmm. like trying to maintain the facade that everything is okay while she may not have been feeling okay. That's a, one I'm really proud of because I think it was unusual for me like i've never had to like uh, manage like four images and all these actors are filmed separately they're they're not actually interacting with each other they're not actually talking to each other and i have to make it seem like they're talking to each other four different images at the same time
0: even though they weren't it's amazing but you know what it's interesting because i guess uh, i'm gonna say a benefit coming out of covid with doing so much virtually is um Honing your skill in another way, being able to, mm-hmm. to pull that together and make it seem like they 're together there 's a magic I think that happens there that's uh, i 'll have to get you to send me a link so I can watch that i 'd be kind of curious because i don 't think I saw that from you
1: no yeah i think uh actually uh we're actually planning whether or not uh, like uh, our university can have like a small premiere of some of these uh, films nice. and and we 'll have to see like I think the director submitted to like the l a film awards and so we're going to see whether or not anything happens there, but that's, uh, we'll see. Yeah, no,
0: that's, it's a, you know, again, it fascinates me because it, it's, I'm, I'm one of those guys that's constantly gathering and learning and watching and trying to to learn, you know, and I think it goes back to a, uh, my first drum teacher that I had, where I was taking, uh, paying for lessons, you know, I learned from school band directors and stuff, but he said, in, in essence, be a lifelong learner, you know, and he, I really grabbed onto that because you can learn so much from so many different people. Even if you're not necessarily interested, you can become interested in something. And that's the beauty of film, too, because you can grab somebody. And as an editor, I really think so much. The director, obviously, is super important. Of course, the actors involved. But the editor, I think, you're sitting there, you know, kind of in a in the second chair almost. I know there's assistant directors, but... And uh, the second chair, because you're the one that's pulling it together, making it happen. So it's compelling that you your audience wants to watch more, hear more, see more. Um, Jedediah, how does somebody get started? I mean, how did you get started in this? Did you, were you, you know, before you got to college, were you doing some kind of filmmaking? Or you were doing still photography, obviously, it sounds like. But, what, but where did the filmmaking come in and the editing and so
1: on? Yeah, I think that also kind of developed a little naturally along with the photography, because I found that I like to take pictures and also videos of my friends. And mm-hmm. sometimes there'll be time when I put together into a slideshow and I'll put it to music and like try to put them all together. And I didn't realize that at the time, but that was exactly what like some of video editing was doing. Like I wasn't good at telling a story at that time. Mm-hmm like, through it. But at the same time, like, learning to match things to the beat of the music and just uh, putting together slideshows. Just, not just, like, putting a bunch of photos in and then just putting a piece of music, but instead of, like, alright, what beat of the music and then uh, you switch to another photo or another video and things like that. Like, um, um, that's kind of how it got started and then I got a chance to take some classes at like a, a community college mm-hmm. um, and uh, just to learn a little bit more there, learn um, a little more sound design and everything and um, that's how even uh, now how you can, if you want to like edit and things like that that's how you can easily get started like it's not too hard to get editing software like even um, iMovie like on uh, yeah. Macintosh laptops or um, like there's even professional like free software called DaVinci Resolve which is really good huh. and um, like you can download it and like maybe that DaVinci Resolve may take a lot more CPU and a lot more processing power but you can get those kind of software like for free and you can just uh, start putting things together. And um, really, I think that's, um, at least for me, how I got started just because I love to capture those memories. I want to um, give it to people. Sometimes I'm specifically giving it to a friend like for a birthday video, go like, all right, gathered up all the photos and all the videos I can find nice. and let's make this friend of birthday video.
0: Nice. And
1: that, yeah.
0: Now, you know, I don't know why I have got this random thought. Because you're talking about, you know, filming friends, uh, you know, still shots, videos, you know, putting birthday things together and all. Do you think that having – being able to have iPhones and, and, I mean, you know, you can shoot movies on your phone. You can – I recently did a short video on my my phone, you know, for a a school asked me to put this thing together and it had to be done quickly. Boom, I'm going to grab the – you know, my iPhone, do this thing. Do you think that – I guess it can work both ways. It can inspire – And motivate somebody to say, "Hey, I want to do more of this. I want to get the uh, the real equipment. I mean, the serious stuff it takes to do a film." Or others say, "Well, eh, you know, uh, this is good enough for me." Do you think it? it, it, From your standpoint, does it help? Does it hurt? Or somewhere in between?
1: Yeah, I think I think it helps. Like, uh, definitely. Like, um, I mean, there there have been there's at least one film that I know that was filmed entirely on iPhones, if I remember. And uh, I'm pretty sure there are others that are prob- people probably have me that I haven't heard of, but just uh, the having smartphones and having the, especially with image, getting better and better. Yeah. That uh, I think really does help. It helps people because people want to, I think people want to preserve memories. People want to tell stories. And um, I think uh, having that ability, like um, people want to have their voices heard and having that kind of convenience and that access. I think that's, a, even my professor's, Like they're going to like, well, you have a phone like, and you can hook up any moderately, a good microphone to it. And you you can, uh, you can do a documentary. You can do an interview, like interview your parents, interview your grandparents, get their stories before. um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, being able to grab their stories and hang on to them for you future generations Mm -hmm. as well and learning from them. um, And I think going Mm -hmm. back to to like with um, smartphones, iPhones, you know, droids, whatever, there's a certain um, rawness to it, I think. It, it's it's more organic, oh, yeah. which I think with some people, they prefer that today than, you know, something that's that's more edited. And and obviously, I mean, it's going to be tough to put a, a, a film in theater, so it's tough to do that right now anyway because of COVID. But if it's shot entirely on your phone, not saying you can't do it, but I think there's advantages. All I mean, again, it's a learning curve that's there. You can start mm-hmm. with something and then continue to move on. You can get inspired. You can feel empowered that you can do this and you can move forward. So somebody that wanted to get started in this, I, I'm assuming you'd say, just do it whatever gear you have at this, oh, yeah. you know, don't, don't sit and say, well, I don't have the money to buy the big Sony thing that gives you, you know, makes you walk funny cause it's on your shoulder, you know, it's so heavy, but just get, you take what you've got, do what you can. Uh, I've been amazed mm-hmm. to see how creative, especially, uh, working with students, you know, from, from the cinema media arts department, you guys have done an amazing job. I mean, it, it's very cool. You know, I know that you do an internship, to learn more about your craft. But I feel like we learn from you as well to have your creative genius, to have your eyes, to have your sense of what needs to happen and how it needs to happen. And you've taken uh, we were talking about this recently. Uh, I think you took a class on developing trailers, right? Wasn't that? On, mm. on doing trailers for yeah. movies. And, and uh, now that's one of the things you're gonna be doing for Utah. is that not right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the, you talk like TVs.
0: Yes. Utah yes, TV. Which yeah, we're, we're not going to talk too much about that because we want to mm-hmm. kind of hold it back you know spoiler alert but there is a utah tv coming and i am stoked about it uh i just saw episode one um in it and i think you saw it as well uh final edit and uh, so much more we'll talk about down the road a little bit here once we move forward and and other things are being created, media kit to go with it and all. But so that's one of the projects you're working on. What other kinds of things, other projects are you um, working on now and see yourself doing during this semester as an intern?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, just uh, I think there's just a lot of content. Like uh, we talked about this, like there's, there's a lot that uh, we could do, like just putting it, both putting together like episodes, making certain that they um, yeah are prepared and um, just uh, other trailers as well as just uh, really things like the, this show mm-hmm. and uh, getting uh, the um, information, uh, make sure in, uh, like editing things together. That, Like even you mentioned about that thing you're doing for school, like uh, we're going to be like editing that, trimming, trimming it down and just hopefully making it accessible to more schools, just things like that. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited um, to, I guess, um, both hear stories because I think there's so many stories that uh, I think uh, you guys have filmed Mm -hmm. and you guys have, and uh, that I think are still relevant and still are really important and and need to be told.
0: Now that means a lot coming from you because I'm excited about having you on board because we have so much that we have so much content that hasn't been edited yet. I think last time I heard we had 200 plus pieces just for YouTube when we've been at red carpet events and movie premieres and, you know, Kids' Choice Sports Awards and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's great content that we want to get out there uh, and get it on our YouTube channel. We've got another new show coming out on our YouTube channel called One-on-One with You Talk, which you're going to be, in fact, you've already started working on it. And of course, we've got an audio version of this show, you know, the podcast that's on iHeartRadio and all that kind of stuff. So it's, It's got to be, I know it's exciting for me, and I kind of picked this up from you too of uh, being able to take these pieces and put it together. And, and, you know, I talk about cleaning it up. I don't know if that's the proper term, you know, fixing it or whatever, but trimming here, you know, getting a different camera angle, and then even having to, to work around that because there's times when we have not had access to all the camera angles we'd like. And yet, you as an editor, can pull those things together. Now, one of the things that you know we are big on here at Utah, and I want to remind people that are with us right now, we talk about going mad, and I know Larissa and Katie always like to remind me, and maybe some of you as interns are going, yeah, dude, you're mad, okay. Well, yeah, I probably am, but when we use mad, we talk about making a difference. And, you know, it doesn't take much to look around our world today and say, Ooh, something needs to happen. We, we need to make a difference. You know, things need to be changed. In this crazy world, in this uncertain world, that's ha- things are happening right now. What's one thing from your perspective that each one of us could do to um, change the world, to become, a friend of mine uses the phrase game changers. What's one thing that you can think of that we could all do, starting right now, it doesn't take special equipment, it doesn't take a lot of time, but what could we each do to make a difference?
1: I I was really just thinking about that. I think um, it really is like you can do it right now, even during uh, when uh, maybe we're still quarantining. Uh, mm-hmm. things, I mean, things are starting to go back to normal, but at the same time, we're still quarantining. We still have to uh, maintain distance and yeah, to take advantage of uh, even online things right now. Like uh, something that that I was doing, like uh, something that I've tried to advocate for is like more awareness on human trafficking hmm. and uh, something that specifically I had a chance to connect with like an old, an old mentor of mine. Um, and uh, we, uh, she's now like involved in like youth care and um, really helping like homeless and at risk youth. Huh. And we got a chance to connect over that and just talk about it. And she also started sending me like resources for webinars hmm. and other like uh like right now, because we can't be in person, they're doing so many online events. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I think that's something. If there's something that you're passionate about, something that you want to, you feel like uh, more people need to know, it could be a, something like a, it could be medical, or it could be a, something like human trafficking, sure, or even like uh, something I was recently doing was like on- online mission trips, like um, interesting things like that, where um, even with the resources we have now, even over Zoom or just going on webinars and things like that you take this time to like educate yourself and see if it, find ways to i guess pour into people and pour into the community that surrounds like, you i like it yeah it's it doesn't need to it doesn't need to stop just because it's covid no absolutely and you know that's so well said jedi is
0: pouring into people you know let's stop talking about what we can't do and do what we can do. And if we can become better informed individually, say on something like you used human trafficking, if we can become better informed about that and we can help other people become better informed, um, we can begin to get this groundswell of uh, people saying, okay, things need to be changed. Okay, now what can we do? Well, we can do webinars, we can do Zoom calls, we can do live streams. Um, let's do, some, do what we can do to change things and pouring into people. I think that is so huge right now because people are isolated. You know, I mean, your students are used to going to school, have this community, being able to hang out. And, and yeah, I mean, Google chats are fine and, and uh, you know, all this is good tech, but it isn't the same as, you know, I've heard people say pressing the flesh, you know, I love speaking mm-hmm. to a live audience. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, This is great, too, because I get to communicate, and I hope I'm pouring into somebody. Oh, yeah, sure, I'd rather have a live audience, but I'm not going to sit around and say, I'm not doing anything because I can't do the live audience. I would do everything I can. So I I think that's a phrase that we need to remind people about here at Utah, pouring into somebody, because you can pour into somebody's life virtually and Mm -hmm. be a real encouragement to them, as well as challenge them to do something and get involved in something else and you know, whatever that that cause that you're passionate about. You know, I, I have I like to think I'm an advocate in a sense for homeless teenagers. Up until this last year, we've been doing a special event in Hollywood for homeless teenagers. We call it the Rock and Red mm. Christmas Experience. And I just love seeing these young adults come and, and we treat them like family, you know, and it's it's like we're inviting them over to our house for Christmas and you know they 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 get a special family meal and before they even get to the meal they get to they get their hair cut or their nails done or watch a christmas film eat a snack shoot some hoops whatever it happens to be we have this meal and you know plenty of food and we get some of our loved friends to come and get involved and and serve the meal take pictures with them then we get this program music and you know special guests and and it's just a great time, and then when they leave, they get a brand new backpack, they get new shoes, a new jacket, they get hygiene kit, you know all that. I mean, so it's there is a need. So, like you said, find out what you're passionate about, and and where can you learn mm-hmm. more? Where can you inform? You could be one who's informing, doing a, I mean, anybody can do a um, a webinar now. Anybody can do a live stream. I uh, bet I went to order mm-hmm. some uh, some cords. Uh, from a company that I order a lot of gear from, hey, <laughs> Steve, that stuff is back ordered for like three months because everybody's doing it. But well, we found a way around it. But you can do it, so do what you can do. Jedediah, mm-hmm. how can people stay in touch with you on social media to see what you're doing and and, and maybe connect with you and chat with you a little bit or whatever?
1: Just uh, I have this Instagram. It is on private, but I um, I will usually accept if uh, if you let let me just let me know um like you want if you want to talk with me about it, these things like just just send me a message i usually will reply um so it's like at jedi Chen, um j-e-d-i underscore c-h-e-n-g and like i have a facebook as well which is my name Jedediah chen um i also have like a youtube channel and also like a vimeo as well all, all also my name just Jedediah chen
0: excellent we'll put that in the notes as well so people can follow you connect with you And just interact, again, it's something special that um, uh, we appreciate, because I know we appreciate being able to connect with you like this and be able to work together. I mean, to me, that's a real privilege. So thank you for joining us, for taking time out of your busy schedule. And um, we're going to be seeing a lot more from you in uh, the days and weeks to come, because I know we've got projects that are kind of at different stages, and we'll be informing people where they can catch that and and, uh, where they can see more of, your creative genius because uh you really do have a gift and we're grateful that you're willing to share that gift with us and be part of the crew so thanks for joining us and um we'll talk to you soon
1: yeah thank you thank you so much i really enjoyed this time just even to chat
0: (laughs) you're welcome i did too
1: this is you talk radio